Welcome to the Work Wonders Podcast, where we simplify HR for small business. I'm Susan. And I'm Angela. Let's dive into today's episode and answer what you've been wondering about. In this episode, we're going to be talking all about managing remote workers and explaining how we think you can do this with the least disruption to your own work. So we're going to cover off on why remote work's here to stay, the different types of work patterns that we're seeing out there at the moment, and our tips for maintaining productivity and morale while some of your staff are working remotely. So let's get started. This is the Work Wonders Podcast. Hi, Susan. Hi, Angela. Well, remote working seems like it is here to stay. You and I probably know better than most uh, why not every job can be done remotely. That's right. But we are seeing um, amongst our clients a greater willingness to accommodate at least some working from home options. And it's great, um, but it does need to be done intentionally. So why is it um, that we're finding ourselves all suddenly thrust into this new world of work? It's it's fascinating really, isn't it? Oh, when, it is. You know, a pandemic comes along and all of a sudden, ah, yeah. everything's uh, thrown up in the air and comes back down and not quite where we expected. Yeah, I uh, marvel at it too because it's so more po- so much more popular to work yeah. from home. Everybody seems to, well, not everybody, but lots of people are enjoying it. Um, yeah, so I wonder that as well. So yeah. you were saying that you know, even job applicants are saying yes. to you they want to work remotely, even yeah. when their job isn't suited <laughs> to working remotely, which yeah, is so a bit worry. At least having the hybrid option, yeah. Yeah, so I decided to dig out some stats mm-hmm. on you know where we're at Um at the time of recording. Uh, So there's been a survey done by Microsoft with Mm -hmm. 30,000 workers and I think that was a global survey and they found that over 70% wanted flexible remote work options. 70%. 70%. So that's over what um, people wanted before the pandemic. Okay. So even um, beyond pandemic ending, whenever that might be, (laughs) (laughs) 70% of people wanted to have that option. So it's interesting, isn't it, that it's phrased that way, that it's about having the option. Yes. We all like to keep our options open, I guess. (laughs) It's interesting. There definitely has been a shift, hasn't there? You know, pre-COVID, we probably wouldn't have been talking about this as much. You know, it was probably a rarity. Yeah, it would be the sort of thing that we'd be talking about that maybe you could offer to um, make your workplace more attractive to highly skilled knowledge workers or something like that. But I guess we've all been through lockdowns enough to know that what we've had to live through with and had to adapt to, it's been more than just a couple of weeks or a little time. It's it's formed a habit really over that much time, hasn't it? And people have got more than a taste for what working from home can do. Which just reminded me of another stat that I mm-hmm. just saw today, which had to do with, um, we're talking Sydney, mm-hmm. so Sydney public transport figures um, and the you know people tapping on and tapping off, yep. as we do in Sydney, to get to and from work and the peak hour travel. It's looking now as if people are probably working two or three days from home okay, and other days in the office. Oh, right. So a bit of a hybrid thing. So that's another bit of a... A statistic for you. It's definitely um, out there. Yeah. Some more that I've got here is uh, Mercer also did some research into this 
And uh, 94% of employers believe that their companies were as productive when compared working remotely to working in an office. That's fascinating. Isn't it? As productive. So not better or worse, but just as, as the same productive yeah. level. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> just as productive, yeah. <laughs> I guess there's highs and lows yeah. in that. Yeah. But um, I thought that was interesting. And then um, Pricewaterhouse. Coopers, or sorry, PwC as we call them these days, uh, they found that as many as 78% of CEOs agreed that remote working is here to stay. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. I would agree with that. So statement. it's probably the old 80-20 mm. rule. <laughs> <laughs> There'll be those who don't agree with that, but yeah. um, the vast majority yeah, it's fascinating, say it's here to stay. It? Yeah, it's a really interesting time for us to be here. Ooh. What are we actually talking about when we're talking <laughs> about uh, flexible work, remote work or hybrid? Yeah. Uh, there's lots of different options. And so we're really talking about choosing where you work or where your staff work and when mm. people work. Yeah, that's a good way to So let's have it. a bit of a chat around that. Well, where they work um, is probably pretty obvious, isn't it? So they can obviously work in your location if you have a shop front or an office mm-hmm. or a warehouse, you know, whatever mm-hmm. that is, that's obviously one place they can work and maybe that's their primary place of work. But if you're speaking remotely, they could work from home, they could work from a co-working space, yeah. in an airport, in you know, in travel. Um, in their caravan as they trip yeah. around Australia. There's no limits when it's, you know, you can use the internet. No, that's right. Yeah. And so obviously we're talking about people whose work is um, based on mainly using their brains yeah, rather than true. using their hands. Yeah, yeah. If you needed to use a forklift, you can't take that everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> you could try. Good luck. <laughs> oh, dear. You might have employees who are working remotely some of the time, in the office some of the time as well. So instead of 100% one or the other, and that's what we call a hybrid mm. model. And then, of course, that could be flexible depending on the employee or on their role or on your location. You might have some employees who are in the office two days a week. Other employees are only there once a month. Yeah, I've heard of some employers who use hot desks at their office. And so what that would look like is they can't have all the team there at once because there's not enough desks. But it's about scheduling it so that, like you're saying, some are in one day and while the others are at home and then it swaps and they're yeah. in and the other team are out. Um, and that way, you know, those desks aren't particularly anybody's per se. It's a, it's a system where anybody can use any desk depending when they're in there. And isn't that fascinating because, well, I think it is, because it brings up how people like to have ownership of their own space. Yeah. Like they like to have maybe their family photo or yeah. something on their desk, whereas um, people like us who work yeah. as consultants and, you know, can be different places, different days. Yeah. I don't think we have that sense of, you know, this is my cubicle, except no. when we're in our home office, of yeah. course. But yeah. Yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah, it's kind of interesting. I've heard that some people really have trouble adapting to the thought that this isn't my space anymore. It's something that I'm going to be sharing with someone else. Yeah, I hadn't thought about that. That's Mm. very true. Um, Yeah, so we've talked about space. Let's talk about time. And so what you'll find if you're managing remote workers is that some of them have these 
preferences about when they work and because it's not dependent on being in an office nine to five because that's when the office is open, um, ideally you could be more open to the idea of asynchronous work. Oh, yeah. What's that? So asynchronous is part of the work's getting done at one time oh, yeah. and then you know, another part's getting done at another time. So you might have two people working on the same project, for example. Yeah. Um, one who's working normal nine to five hours, another person who might be working, you know, twelve till eight or eight till four in the morning or something, you know. Okay. Um, well, I'm a mum, a working mum, so my first thought is always, Oh, well, I need some flexibility around being able to drop the kids off at school. So you know, can I get some work done in a shorter day during business hours mm. and maybe a little bit more at night once they've gone to bed? Yeah. That's one option. So then there's a whole lot of other coordination aspects to that asynchronous work. Yeah, that's true. We know you can sometimes doubt yourself when you're running a business on your own. There is a wealth of support available if you know where to look for it and who to ask. We're here to help you find what you're looking for. Just get in touch via our website, workwonderspodcast.com.au. So there's plenty of ways of doing it. Um, The challenge is managing it. And specifically, this episode is about managing the remote worker. Yeah. So should we go on now into Mm. some of our tips for how you might do that? And before we start, you're possibly listening to this in your car or on the train or something, don't worry, we've got a downloadable checklist that you can um, get to later. So the first thing on our list is to be transparent. It might sound a bit boring in a way because by that I mean you're actually coming up with a policy and some guidelines so people know what you mean by remote work. So you might decide... Yeah, we're happy for people to work in a remote location, but we do want everyone to be available, nine to five or whatever your working hours are. So that needs to be set out straight away in your guidelines so people know that. And then there's other things that are going to be important if you have people working remotely, such as your um, expectations in terms of how their workplace is set up and the safety requirements. Um, Important to keep a handle on confidentiality. security of your personal data. Especially when you're talking about working from home. Well, yeah, exactly. Um, Especially if you know they've got partners or flatmates working from home. You Mm. don't necessarily want them to overhear conversations that might um, should be confidential to you and your organisation. So the second thing I think, Susan, is about being purpose-driven in your actions and always driving back to the company values and and vision and strategy and being sure to promote that even to someone that's not physically in front of you. Yes, and that, of course, relates to our teamwork episode Mm. as well, doesn't it? Yeah. The third tip, communicate, communicate, communicate. You know, there's been so many studies done that show that you basically can't (laughs) over-communicate. Right. (laughs) When you're trying to get a message to your team and the people who work for you, there's no such thing as over-communication. Most of us assume that we've said it, therefore people know it, but that's not always the case. Yeah, and I think when you come to a Zoom meeting as well, you know, if that's the way you're communicating with a remote worker instead of, you know, seeing them in the hallway, Mm. thinking about other things in a Zoom meeting um, that you might 
need to notice that isn't just coming naturally like you would if someone was standing in front of you. I'm thinking about their tone of voice, Mm -hmm. the pitch that they're using, the pace of their communication Mm -hmm. if that's changing and just basically their body language. If you're picking up on something in a Zoom meeting there, that might be worth noting. Yeah, so it might be more important now to have more frequent one-to-ones. Absolutely, and and being very clear. I think it's harder to communicate when you don't have that physical presence with each other, you know. And I think it's really important to remember to be consistent in your communication. So, for example, if you're going to say, well, we'll have a, a weekly meeting or a daily meeting, then you need to stick to that and be consistent in communicating however You also need to remember that not everyone's the same. So some people are going to get your message more easily if you put in writing. Others, you know, if you tell them something on the phone or send them an SMS, that's enough. There's a lot involved in tailoring the communication to your different remote workers and making sure that you're being proactive. So number four I think we're up to is around... Measuring outcomes, not activity. So here we're balancing the line between checking in with people but not micromanaging them and um, allowing people to be responsible for their own work, Mm. you know, setting Mm. that expectation and trusting that they're going to do that. As I always say, if you've hired someone because you think they've got the skills and the ability to do a job, then let them get on with the job, you know. Mm. But also um, keeping your finger on the pulse there, you know, getting that feedback from someone. People Reg- would Regular check-ins. Yeah, I was going to say an open-door policy, but that doesn't e- <laughs> exist when they're not with you. But, um, you know, having that opportunity for feedback both ways and allowing people to ask a question. Um, I like the idea too of encouraging your remote workers to every day think of three things they've achieved that day. It might be something that they don't necessarily have to share it with you or anything, but it's like a done list um, because they're not getting that constant um, feedback from other people, but they can actually feel that sense of achievement anyway. I love that. Mm, Something I need to introduce for myself, I think. Yeah. (laughs) So number five is get your technology right. I don't know about you, Angela, but nothing frustrates me more than when there's a tech failure of one sort or another. Yes, I am a a bit of a problem with that. When it doesn't work for me, I don't have a lot of patience, which is not very good. No, me either. (laughs) So you could probably expect that some of your remote workers are going to feel the same way as well. Um, So make sure that they've got the right training and support and the right tools for what they're going to need. Um, Be really clear about what technology is used for what in your business. And very important, as we heard in one of our interviews in the first season, proactively manage the cybersecurity. Six is um, about being accessible and inclusive. So we talked about trying to make sure that it's equal for everybody. Everyone gets the same message and the same amount of information. Um, It's not going to be the same when you've got people from a remote location and people that aren't. Um, They don't have the same experience. But I guess being thoughtful around um, that, the different experiences for people, but trying to make it as equal and as, as, as similar as you can so it's inclusive for everybody. Yeah, Yeah, and that actually relates to the next point, which was about being compassionate and trusting. And I would say if you've got remote staff, you really need to have this underlining everything that you do. 
Now, one thing that it is possible for you to do, and I know that there are organisations that do that, is tracking your staff's work remotely if they're working online. So unless there's a very good reason for you to to be doing that, my sense is that that's really going to undermine trust. They're going to feel that you don't really trust them. And the compassionate part of it is really recognising that all your team members are going to have different challenges, especially, you know, if there's illness and other things going on for them. Um, You need them to know that you're there to listen if they want to talk about their worries and anxieties um, and resist that urge to micromanage that we talked about earlier. So the next one, Susan, is around encouraging um, regular upskilling, and job crafting and autonomy, I guess, around the person's career. So just because they're working from a remote location shouldn't mean that they aren't afforded the same opportunities of Mm -hmm. development in their own career. So talking with them about their career goals, um, you know, what training they might like to do or where they see their career heading. Yeah, um, career development's a really big aspect in in employee engagement, people sticking with an organisation. I'd also like to add there, if you're saving on accommodation because you have people working remotely or you know hybrid and hot desking or whatever, it makes sense for you to invest some of that money that you're saving into training and upskilling yeah, absolutely. your staff. And yeah, Susan, moving into the next point, I think we talk about the team culture. Mm. So we know that we, in a hybrid situation, might have staff in a physical location and some that aren't, but the culture is still paramount in in your organisation, in the workforce. And so um, trying to make sure that that is monitored and, and uplifted as much as it can be. So some ideas there for that yeah. is to still inject some um, sense of collaboration. So mm-hmm. is there a way that you can allow brainstorming sessions or perhaps groups of um, working parties or something like that for people to still work together? Yeah. Well, that was an interesting Because it makes them feel part of something. Yeah. yeah. It also injecting the moments of fun into what yeah. you do. Yeah. Um, so if you're a culture that, you know, likes to enjoy social opportunities together or, um, you know, just moments of fun, how can you do that in a remote way? I even heard of an idea where um, they wanted to have a staff lunch but there were some workers working remotely or from, mm-hmm. from home they may have been. And so they all ordered their lunch in the office, but they also secretly ordered the same lunch oh, for the great. person that was working remotely and had it delivered, probably Uber Eats or something yeah. like that. And they had it delivered at the exact same time and they all jumped online yeah. and enjoyed the lunch together. I thought that was a great idea. It is. And so simple, really. Yeah. Love it. So finally, number 10, and this is uh, how there's, you know, more burdens on the manager, managing remote workers. Well, this is another one in a way, but I think it's good for your own personal development as a, as a manager as well, and that is to role model a strong work-life balance. Mm. So as well as giving your team autonomy to set their own schedules, um, talk to them about the importance of personal well-being. Yeah. There's studies that show that uh, people were in more meetings during lockdowns, they were working longer hours during lockdowns just because the office was at home, basically. And this can 
hangover for um, remote workers if they're they're working from home. Mm. So you need to be able to model for them what good work-life balance looks like. So that might mean, for example, if you're taking a break during the day to go to your child's school concert, then be totally open about that and um, make it okay for them to do the same. Yeah. Yeah. Did you have anything else that you wanted to add? One thing for me is a simple thank you or just a simple hello um, Mm. to somebody remotely, whether it's email or chat or phone, I don't matter which it is, but (laughs) just something to reach out to the person um, to make them feel included and, you know, um, everyone started their work day and, yep, we know you're working too, you know. Yeah, that's beautiful, yeah, because we all like to, well, it's human nature to want to be seen. Doing that, you're letting them know that you see them, even if you don't actually physically see them, you see them and appreciate the work that they're doing. Yeah. Hmm. Well, we hope you got some helpful takeaways from today's episode where we talked all about managing remote workers and the practical realities of this new way of working. Do you have staff working remotely in your team? And what might you do today to balance what you need to do to help them work better, but also not to make your workload too huge? You can find the show notes for today's episode on our website, including a link to the free download checklist that we've just been talking about. We don't profess to know it all, and we'd love to hear your ideas about managing flexible working or remote workers. So how about popping over to our LinkedIn page and leaving a comment so we can see what you've learned along the way. listening to the work wonders podcast hit the subscribe button now to never miss an episode and if you've enjoyed today we'd love you to tell your friends and leave us a review what are you wondering about let us know over at our website workwonderspodcast.com.au see you in the next episode